All righty. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the eyes to see the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the power, the grace, the gratitude, the strength, and the courage to grab the harvest of before us. This I ask in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. I ask Jesus right now to send your voice right to you. Send it to you. Send it on down. Send you the voice. She spoke a lot this past weekend, y'all, in Charlotte, so she almost lost her voice. She poured out on the people. They were on fire. They were on fire. I'm talking about they were on fire when they left. And the women was on fire. You set them on fire, girl. You set them on. You were, they were blazing. I felt the blaze all the way from here. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you all to pull your pads out, pull your pens out, because today we're going to share with you all the formula. That's right, the formula. The formula for success in your family, in your faith, and in your finances, in the lives of your kids, in the lives of your great-grandkids. Once you all transform this formula right here, transform this formula right here to the, I mean, anybody that you want them to be totally blessed, this is it, y'all. This is the beginning. You all get the chance to see it first. You all get a chance to see this first and foremost. We've been talking about it. We dabbled on it on Friday, and I mean I had an awakening on Friday that just says, oh, that's it. That is it. That is the formula for success in the lives of our family. So I wanted to start out this morning by getting you all to just kind of draw a triangle. I talked about it yesterday. Just draw a triangle. Just draw a triangle. All right? Just a simple triangle on a piece of paper. All right? At the top of your triangle, you can put it anywhere you want to, but you can put it in any order you, you so choose. We have Jeremiah 29 and 11. Jeremiah 29 and 11. At the bottom we have on here John 10 and 10, and we have Romans 12 and 2. So you see this is a triangle, and you see three scriptures that we're going to be able to begin to just really dive into to help you to understand the formula for success. See, that's what's exciting is that you got to get this formula for success down pat. Let me repeat it again. On the track, just draw a triangle on a piece of paper, and you have Jeremiah 29 and 11, you have Romans 12 and 2, and you have John 10 and 10. Now we're going to go over those so that, one, you can begin to see the correlation between those three and why it is so crucial to get this formula in your system. See, you know, anytime you start learning formulas, you, you, you begin to get the answer. You know, you don't just have uh, an idea of what the answer is. You can figure out the problem. And wherever there's a problem, you have a solution to that problem. So we're going to go through and we're going to read this one by one, so, and then I'm going to tie the three together so you can see that this triangular correlation between these three scriptures are key and vital to your success. I mean, I have never seen this way before in my entire life. I'm telling you, Dr. Moreau used to always say, I'm going to show you something you've never seen before. Well, today we're going to show you something that you haven't seen before. So we're going to break this thing down so you can digest it. Because for those who are calling in for the very first time, those who are calling in and sharing with others as well, this, this call-in line, this morning motivation has a four-pronged purpose. One is to go from comprehension to application. From application to experimentation. From experimentation to actually manifestation. You want to begin to feel and see that thing that you're believing in from God can come into full manifestation. I can talk to you all day about a pen. 
I can talk to you all day what a pen can do. I can talk to you about the, the, the size of a pen or, the, you know, the different inks in a pen. I can talk to you all, but until you see a pen and you own a pen yourself, you won't fully, fully understand what a pen can really do for you. Sure, there's a pen, but is there a pen for you? So the comprehension is how can we first comprehend the word? Because if you can't apply something, you don't comprehend. So you go from comprehension, then you go to application. How can you apply something you have not comprehended? You've got to comprehend it, then begin to apply it. After you apply it, you begin to then experience it. You begin to see the wonderful things that God has for you in your life. And you begin to say, wow, this is good. I like that. I want some more of that. And then after you go from application to experimentation, then you can go from, from experimentation to full manifestation. You can own that. You can live in that thing. We want you to begin to live in the word. When you live in the word, oh, you're talking about blessed. I'm talking about good golly, Miss Molly, you'll be on fire blessed. Because what? He's showing you the things that you can do. But there's a formula that we've been, that, 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 that God has just shared with us. They just shared with the people, shared with the people. It started last week, y'all, on Friday, when we had uh, young Brennan here with us, and, and he, he, he was sitting here right beside us, and there was a challenge that he had where he was being reactive and not proactive. And the reason why he was being reactive and not proactive, he didn't know the formula. He did not know the formula for success. So we had to share that formula with him so that now he can have different things to tie into to help him to become more successful and to help every child, every adult. Because if the children don't know it, guess what? The adults, adults don't know it either. So the children are actually able to learn and get this, but the adults now can use it and apply it themselves and then share it with their children. So it's going to be good. Rona, Jeremiah 29 and 11. What does it say? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That's right. He said, he said it right here in Jeremiah 29 11. Now, the way that we want you all to read that, Jeremiah 29 11, is this. I know the plans I have for Michael. Whoever you are, place your name right wherever you see the U.S. Plans, no, declares the Lord. The God said it. He declared the Lord. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. The, the Lord declared this right here now. He says, plans to prosper Michael and not to harm Michael. Plans to give Michael hope and a future. See, see if, you gotta, if you don't put your name in it, you are putting yourself outside of the triangle. All this going to be good today. You hear what I'm saying? If you don't put your name where the you is in Jeremiah 29 and 11, you are outside the triangle. You out here somewhere. You're wandering around. No, 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 no. We want you to put yourself in this triangle. So wherever that word you is, that goes with Jeremiah 29 and 11, and you're placing yourself in that scripture. Why is it important? Ownership. Come on now. How are you going to really own, the, the, the manifest something if you don't have ownership of it, right? We want you to have ownership of that thing, ownership of that thing you're asking God for. So whatever it is, the prosperity, that's right, the plans, that's right, the, the, the no harm, that's right, uh, hope, yes, and what a future, own that. 
Once you begin to own it, you can then move towards those things with a lot more zest in life. So that's why it's important to understand Jeremiah 29, 11. Now I'm going to read it again. For I know the plan I have for Michael, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper, Michael. Y'all got that? And not to harm who? Michael, whoever you are, you better call your own name out. I ain't going to call your name out. You better call your own name out because I'm not going to call it out for you. You better call your name out in Jeremiah 29 and 11. <clears throat> call it out. You got to call your name out and not to harm Michael. And plans to give Michael hope and a future. He didn't say one thing. He said, I'm going to give you hope and I'm going to give you a future. So you got to realize that in that part of the formula, in that one section of the formula, you got to own it. You got to you, you got to believe that Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is talking to you. You got to believe that. If you don't believe it, guess what? You're not going to experience it, and then you're not going to have it into full manifestation. That's why it's so important to really begin to get this word under your belt. Now that's just one part of the formula, right? So we got part one of the formula. Now, the second part of the formula is Romans 12 and 2. Romans 12 and 2. I'm going from the King James Version. It says what, Ronald? Can you read that? Do you not conform to the patterns of this world, but ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It says right there, it says it in the Bible, y'all. Do not conform. Conform what? To the pattern of this world. See, God has given us a different formula to operate off of. Not the world's formula, but his formula. It says, and be ye transformed, but be ye transformed. By what? The renewing of your mind. Stop right there for a moment. Just stop right there. Renewing of your mind. If you don't believe that Jeremiah 29 and 11 is for you, you got an old mind. I'm just, I'm just telling you about that. You got an old mind. You got spider webs on it. You got, you got, you got, you got, you got dust on it. Okay? You got to renew your mind with Jeremiah 29 and 11, understanding the new understanding of Jeremiah 29 and 11. 29 and 11 is speaking to you. Now, if you just said it's just, okay, I know the plans I have for you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, declares the Lord. I, that's not you. That's somebody else. And I'm not saying you're not wishing prayers for someone else. What I'm saying is, is that you got to put yourself in the Word, and you begin to experience what the Word will do. So it says right here, renewing of whose mind? Y'all better put your name there again. Michael's mind. My mind. See, it says right here, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of where I see your, I'm putting what? My name. I'm writing it right there. Michael. Uh, Ramona, you got to write your own name because that's your name, not my name. That's your name. So you put, your, you put it right there, y'all. Then you. You who? You, who, you, who, you, Michael, that's what, I'm putting my name again, right there where I see the word you, Michael, then Michael, oh, you see the guy talking to me right now, y'all, he's talking, can you see, you know what I'm saying, see where I'm going here, 
See, he, he talks, he says, he says, then, Michael, you, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. For who? Michael, that's what I'm saying. Y'all getting this thing. Y'all better wake up this morning because this word right here is coming to you crystal clear. You don't get no clearer than this. It says it right here. God's will is for me, for me. And it says right here, his good, Michael, his pleasing, Michael, and his perfect will. Now, look, look, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Where is his will? Where's his will at, y'all? Y'all better wake up. Go right back up to Jeremiah 29 11. And you draw a line from his will is his plan. Oh, y'all, this see, he has a plan. Your name is in the will, and the will is in the plan. Y'all better get this this morning because I'm about to run up out of here. Your name is in his will. Your will is in his plan that he's already declared for you. See, this, I'm tying it all together, y'all. That's why it's a triangle. A triangle has three sides. I am tying this thing all together. Because, see, if you don't get this, you're going to miss the formula. You ever failed a test because you didn't know what the formula was? Yes, you have. I have to. Well, try to figure out math problems. Don't know what the formula is. What's the area? Uh, what's, the, what's the area of a parallelogram? What's the area of a square? What's the area? I got to know that thing. Area you can base time height. Oh, I got it. I mean, see, some of y'all can't remember the Pythagorean theorem, but we're going to give y'all a theory, a, 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 a formula right here that's going to last you for the rest of your life. It's going to last you for the rest of your life. Okay, now, the third part of this, the third part is John 10 and 10. So you've got to know John 10 and 10 in this whole formula because a lot of times you think it's all good. Now, you can say it's all good. It ain't always all good. But you have to recognize that in the formula, it ain't going to always be all good. There is something in the formula that can, get, that, that can mess up what your Jeremiah 29 11 belief is and what your uh, Romans 29 uh, Romans 12 and 2 experience is going to be. What do you mean, Michael? Here we go. Go to John 10 and 10. This is good right here, y'all. This is good. Now, I just, I just saw this this morning. I'm telling you, I just saw this morning. I've been reading it to you all, but I'm telling you, I just got a new awakening this morning. <coughs> and here it is. It says the thief, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's what it says in the NIV. And it says more abundantly in the King James Version. But see, this is what I just got this morning, y'all. I just got an underline it. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill. Now, if he's going to steal from you, why he got to kill you too? I mean, come on now. And then it goes even further that it says, even after they come to steal, and kill, it says, and destroy. Do you know what that means, y'all? The thief is saying, listen, I'm coming into your house. I'm coming into your life. I'm coming to shake things up. Yes, I am. Y'all go ahead and share this this morning. Go ahead and press share on your button right there on the screen. Press share because people got to get this this morning. This formula right here is for the masses. It's for the believers and the non-believers because once the non-believers start believing, oh, we got some real believers then. So it says right here, the thief comes to steal. First, he's going to try to take from you. Then he's going to try to kill you. And then he's going to try to destroy. But what is he going to try to steal, kill, and destroy, y'all? 
Go right over to Romans 12 and 2, y'all. He's going to try to come and steal, kill, and destroy the will that God has already said. Oh, this is good right here. It says thief. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy the will, right? And the will has what in it? The plan. Do you see where this is going, honey? It says that right here, I'm coming to steal, kill, and destroy the will, the will of God that's going to be what? Pleasing and perfect and good. And that's, that's what the will is going to be, all right? And it says here that the plan, the plan, he know, the devil knows that the plan that God has for you is great. And so he don't want to come and steal it from you, first of all. Then he want to kill. Then he want to totally destroy it. He want to destroy it so that you don't believe. This is what the devil trying to get you to believe. The devil is trying to believe that you don't have any hope and that you don't have a future. That's what he's trying to get you to understand. He said, if I can just, if I can just snatch out, snatch out or snuff out your hope, if I can just snuff out your, your, your faith, if I can just snuff out your belief that God is going to bless you, if I can just snuff out the fact that your kids are going to make all A's, if I can just snuff out that you're going to have great health, if I can just snuff out that you're going to have great wealth, if I can just snuff those things out, you don't have a hope. You don't have a future. All of those are... He's stealing, killing, and destroying your new way of thinking. Oh, did y'all hear what you just said? It's, it's the stealing, killing, and destroying your new way, your renewed thinking. Yes, and the devil does that <coughs> by really trying to enlarge the situation where he makes the situation bigger than God in your mind. And I remember um, the one time that I thought that you went through this process when, when you experienced for the first time the, the, the process of becoming wealthy, I believe happened to you when you were in Rochester and that gentleman Bob from Chase Bank. I never forget Bob turned you down on a loan, and that loan that we did not get, that loan that you didn't get, was the best loan that we never got. I, I remember that thing so vividly because, you know, I, we were growing the business, growing the business, and, you know, we didn't have all of our, all of our, all of our I's dotted and T's crossed. We, weren't, we, we, we didn't have, we, we, our credit wasn't as good as it needed to be. We didn't have any savings. And, you know, I was, I was going to the bank, and, and the bank says, Mr. Woods, I, I'm going to give you this $25,000 loan. But I, that's what I heard. That's what I heard, that's what I heard uh, Bob say. You know, Bob says, I'm going to give you this $25,000 loan. And then all of a sudden, you know, Bob called me into the office, and, and, and he was like, you know, well. Um, well, we were in, we were in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And the loan was coming out of Rochester, <laughs> and Michael flew to Rochester. Bought the airline ticket just to pick up the check. Pick up the check, y'all. Pick up the check. And I get there, and Bob, you know, on the phone, Bob sounded good. Bob sounded real good on the phone. And I got there, bought my own airline ticket, paid for hotel accommodation, running my car. I was waiting to get my what? My check. And Bob said, Bob said, he began to say, you know, however, because Bob wasn't there. Bob was on the phone in New York, and I was on the office in Rochester trying to get my check. And Bob was talking, you know, he was talking good for a moment. Then he began to say words like however. And, you know, when you see words like however, 
And, you know, I just want to, you know, let you know that, you know, we're not going to be able to do this loan. I was like, oh, hold on, Bob. You know, what What do you mean you're not going to do the loan? You already you already promised the loan. What's going on here, you know? Uh, what's happening? I mean, I thought I was going to pick the check up. That's what, I, that's, you, that's what I was led to believe. And Bob said to me, he said, Michael, he says, your business. You got to turn around. Our sales were not where they needed to be. We weren't really growing the business as effectively and it was one of the. It was. It was one of the when I heard God speak to me. You ever heard God speak to you? I mean, he he spoke to me. He spoke to me. He said, you know, he said, uh, who are you going to bend on now? I walked down this long corridor. This long corridor. I mean, it was a long corridor from Chase Bank all the way over to the Midtown Mall. And I walked down this line, and I heard him speaking to me. And he said, who are you going to depend on now? He said, you know, I got a plan for you, but you got to work this plan. And you have to transform your mind because you have to, you got to realize that back then, I was all, God had already worked on me. And I was already, I was already transformed in handling my money properly, not worrying about the Joneses. I was there. But Michael wasn't there yet. He wasn't counting costs. He wasn't uh, making sure that we didn't have too many employees. He wasn't holding our staff accountable to working on a daily basis. He wasn't there yet. His mind had not been transformed yet. But when he got turned down on that loan, he then, that's when the renewing of his mind uh-huh. happened uh-huh. and he started handling his money properly also, and that's when this union really became powerful. Um, to this day, I, I, I am so grateful that we would decline on that loan. It was the best turning loan point. that point. we never got because that forced Michael to look on the inside for answers instead of the outside. Absolutely. And that's when things began to happen, y'all, because the moment that I did that, I began to have a check and balance system. I began to look at our finances. I began to look at our savings. I began to look at our our clients and began to evaluate which clients were necessary, which clients were not necessary, you know, for us to grow the business and to grow financially. And I made it, I made it, I declared with the Lord on that day. I declared with the Lord on that day. I, that Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord. When the Lord declared that to me that day, I declared, Lord, I'm going to follow your plan. I'm going to follow your plan. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to do what you want me to do. I'm, I'm going to build this thing. I'm, I'm going to grow this thing the way that you want. I'm going to help change the lives of people along the way. Because, see, what happened in that moment, in that time, is that I began to, be, I began to become wealthy. I again began to, Bermona talks about it, become. I began to birth. That thing inside of me began to have a, I mean, I had a baby inside of me, y'all, and it was a business. I had a baby inside of me, and it was success. I had a baby inside of me, and that's doing what God wanted me to do to show other people it can be done when you're turned down, when you when get back against the wall, and he shows up. See, I had a baby inside of me that I wanted to become, I wanted to become wealthy. So it happened at that moment. Sometimes a negative turns into a positive. The moment that you look at that positive, that negative thing, uh-uh, who's in this thing? God is. That's when this thing really began to happen, y'all, in my life. Because you can't, you have to, you have to realize that God will never be present 
where there is mismanagement. That's right. And that's what was going on 23 years ago. We had mismanagement. And as soon as Michael got turned down on that loan, he immediately, when he got back to Greensboro, we took the last $500 that we had and we bought a time clock. Yes, we a bought clock. a time clock. That's right. So that there was accountability for every employee because we were so irresponsible in the beginning of this journey where everybody that worked for us, they just came and went out. When they wanted to. Yes. We did not have accountability. Not only did we not have accountability, we were not being good stewards of what we had. Therefore, the Lord couldn't bless us with more because it would have been more of, neg- of, 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 of not being good stewards. So we had to change that thing around, y'all. We had to change that thing around. We had to begin with the end in mind. And that was getting tied into God's will for our life. See, this is for everybody on the call in line. I'm telling y'all this right here. This formula that he's given us, right, that's Jeremiah 29, 11, Romans 12 and 2, and John. Um, we're going to stick with this thing for a minute. Because what we're seeing is not only is it working for us, it's working for anybody who begins to tap into his word. His word works. God's word works. I want y'all to do one thing. Is share this this morning with everybody that you know. I want y'all to send this message. This is just part one. This is part one of the formula for success. Success in your family, success in your faith, and success in your finances. We could not have a success in our financing if we were being bad stewards. We just couldn't. There's just no way. So we, we set out on that journey to be able to begin to do what? Become a better steward in our finances, a better steward in our faith, a better steward with our family. See, we begin to balance those things and, and the, say that we're important. And the beginning, the beginning of becoming a better steward, which Michael did, was he started looking at his seed instead of his needs. Mm, 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 mm. And that's the beginning of operating in excellence and being a good steward. Looking at the seed instead of the needs. See, because the seeds that you plant will produce the type of fruit that you want to experience. And see, a lot of times we don't understand that. We want, we want, the, we want the oranges, but we're planting the apple tree. I mean, you're not going to get oranges planting the apple tree. You got to plant what? Orange seeds in order to get an orange tree. Apple seeds will give you an apple tree. So you got to start planting good seeds. How do you plant those good seeds? Through understanding the word. It says it right here. That hope and future you're talking about? Those are present-day seeds. Oh, y'all better get this right here. The hope and the future that you want to experience are the seeds that you plant today. You don't plant good seeds today, don't expect good fruit tomorrow or the next day or the next day. And some seeds are long-term seeds. They're not just dropping the ground seeds. No, no, no. A tomato plant is totally different than an oak tree, all right? If you want oak tree wealth, you've you got to start planting some seeds right now because it will take some time. It'll take some time. Now, tomato plant, well, okay, you plant that today, you see some results tomorrow. Maybe the next day after that, you see some sprout up. But here's where you've got to begin to plant good seeds in that soil. Where's that soil? That soil is in that triangle. 
between what? You and God. That's why you put yourself in the middle of that triangle. Because as long as, oh, he got you covered, y'all. As long as you understand that the formula from Jeremiah 29 11, Romans 12 and 2, and John 10 and 10. Now, even though we gave you John 10 and 10, don't get stuck at the beginning. See, we put that, we put that, 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 what you call a disclaimer at the beginning of John 10 and 10, that the thief is going to come, right? He's going to do what? He's going to come to what? Steal and kill and destroy. He's going to do all three of But don't forget the second part of it. It says what? I have come. Who are you talking about? God has come. That what? They may have life and have it to the full, to the maximum, to abundantly. What will you have abundantly? What will you have abundantly? Go up to Jeremiah 29, 11. You're going to have prosperity in abundance. No harm will come to you. You're going to have hope in abundance. You're going to have a future in abundance. Why? Because he declared it. He declared it. We're going to jump all into these scriptures this week, y'all, because what? We want you all to tie these three things together. And, I mean, people are getting blessed from all over. They're getting blessed from all over. I wish we I'm not sure. I'm not sure how we're supposed to do this thing, but uh, Tracy's supposed to call in this morning, and we we'll probably put your uh, – see, see if Tracy's on the line, Ramona. See if it's on, see if on your line. Put it on Star 5 Five. see if we can get Tracy on the line. Um, Oh, 635. Okay, let's just see if she's on the line. But, I mean, we're just getting blessings from all over, testimonies from all over. Hey, Tracy, are you on the line, Tracy? Tracy Jordan, are you on the line? Tracy? He's on the line. Okay, I think we're missing Tracy this morning. We're going to tune in with Tracy on the, um, on the, on the next calling line so that we can get her connected. But I'm telling you, this word right here, y'all, you're going to bite your – this is the formula, y'all. This is the formula, part one. This is the formula for success, part one. We wanted to start this morning and give you part one so you can begin to read this thing. Read it for yourself. Read Jeremiah 29 11. Read Romans 12 and 2. Read John 10 and 10. Do a triangle on those three so you can begin to see what we're talking about. This formula is so powerful. It's so, now, there's other areas of the formula that we're going to be able to share with you. That's right. This is, but but you've got to start this morning, y'all, with just saying, this is for me. Wherever you see in Jeremiah, put your name wherever you see the word you. When you go down to Romans, Two, put your name where you see you. When you go over to John 10 and 10, and you, oh, it says right here, and I have come that they, 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 they who? They is you, you and your family, y'all. The they in John 10 and 10, I have come that we, that they will have life and have it more abundantly. See, if you don't begin to connect with this word, you miss this thing. You miss it. You miss it. So today we just want to lay the foundation. This is a foundation today. This is Thanksgiving Tuesday. So we're putting the foundation together. That triangle, you see it right here. Go ahead. Draw your triangle. Jeremiah 29, 11, Romans 12 and 2, and John 10 and 10. 
We're going to show you all the correlation for this triangle thing that's the formula for success that you have never seen before. This word is heavy. So in, in closing, I leave you all with what area in your life are you conforming mentally? What area in your life do you need to start transforming your thinking? Because it is in your thinking that you will find the change. No matter how much you want to going on in your life, you will be surprised that once you change your mind, it will happen in time. You just have to first transform your thinking. Now you see how your voice is coming back. You see how your voice is coming back. See what I'm saying? Look how God is working your heart. Voice is coming back already. So I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the eyes to see the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the power, the grace, the gratitude, the determination, as well as the strength and the courage to grab the harvest that's before us. This I ask in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hey, y'all, we want y'all to have a wonderful day today. We want y'all to have a of what? God is working. Oh, y'all share this. Share this.